This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you. Good morning and welcome everybody. Welcome to the show for this Friday, 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 Friday. As we're getting ready for the weekend, got a big show too. A lot is coming up. We're going to get to the good news, bad news of the week, and also our rock news coming up in about an hour. We're going to have that. Everybody's uh, working in their department, so let's uh, get to that here real quick. We're going to find out what everybody's working on today. And let's start with sports this morning. Brandon, coming up in sports later in the show, what do we got today? The NCAA has canceled fall championships. But this does not include the FBS. Okay. What what else would it mean? Like it's every other sport. It's every oh. other sport. But it's not including the FBS because the conferences themselves really they dictate the college football playoff. The NCAA does not. Is this a good chance for some team maybe to make a run at a national championship with some of the power conferences? Bowing out for the season is it? Is, no, could, it's it, that's gonna, not what this could be. It's going to be a team out of the SEC, <laughs> right? Or Clemson. And we also have uh, the play-in game uh, in the Western Conference: Blazers and Grizzlies coming up tomorrow. All right, we'll have that uh, on the way a little bit later this morning. Oh, and mm. here's a tease for you: a massive streak was ended yesterday. A massive streak, very lengthy, was ended. Joanna, how about entertainment news? I couldn't even guess what the streak would be. Like, I don't know of any streak that we're in the middle of right now. Well, you'll find out. All right. Did uh, Jimmy Fallon say something funny? (laughs) No, I. No, I'm talking sports. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, Well, how about entertainment news, Joanna? What do you have coming up in entertainment news? Well, Buzz and the rest of the Bachelorette Nation. Chris Harrison will be taking some time off from The Bachelorette. Why? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. No, it's not that serious. Uh, well, he actually broke quarantine to take his son to college. So oh. he'll be uh, in quarantine for two weeks. Chris Harrison will be in quarantine. Yes. Uh, he was apparently told he couldn't return to set for another two weeks, and apparently he was not very happy about that. <clears throat> Are, is the bachelor is the bachelorette live now or being recorded? I forgot how it works. I have no idea. So they're in they're in quarantine right but now. But doing a dating show. Yes. In quarantine. So I guess they did that quarantine thing because they've all been together since this whole thing started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he left the set to go take his son to college. They've been together since January? No. So no. they started filming right before the pandemic. And then after that, um, they so it was like in the beginning of March, they started filming, so they had to cancel. And then they had to find new guys because some of them, I guess, were unavailable anymore. Uh, so they've been quarantining. I believe they started in July. And they started record, quarantining at a resort in Palm Springs. And then uh, they've been there ever since. But then now the new Bachelorette, she bowed out because she said she found someone she liked too much. So she's over it. And now they have a new Bachelorette. So they're bringing that chicken. And I think they're still at the same resort. Okay. 
Yeah, I kind of I'm I'm not interested. Right, wait, is it on now or it's just being recorded? Now? It's just they're they're because <laughs> I'm not into it this this year. They're still in. You're not dating someone who's into it. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um. They're still in. I think quarantine, but. I only know all of this because there was someone from El Paso that was that's going to be on the show. So okay, I wrote a post about it. <laughs> and did they? You did can read they, it at uh, buzzadamshow.com. Did they get shed or or they came? They're going to be in it till well, not till the end necessarily. You know, I don't know actually. Because <laughs> I know that they whoever she chose, like they're gone. Which I really want. Oh, I wonder who it is she chose. Well, wait, wait. This is the one where, where it's an older bachelorette, right? Right. She's and like she 36. said, I fell in love with somebody. I'm off the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, so she was like, <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, good for her. If she, a lot of the, They interviewed a lot of posts like bachelorettes about it, and they're like, that's probably the smartest thing to do. Yeah, how do you have time for the bachelorette when 90 Day Fiance's got like four different shows going right now, buddy? It really does. <laughs> and it's all amazing. Like uh, what's... Who's the day? Who's the best couple right now? Oh, the best couple, man. I, I got a know. bunch of them saved on DVR, but, <laughs> but there's a lot of really good it. ones. That uh, Andre, the guy from Moldova, um, yeah. the the girl's family, they've now gone over to Moldova uh, because they're going to have the wedding over there, and like there was going to be a huge fight in the restaurant between him and his brother-in-law. Like that's been a great couple. There's the one, uh, the older lady who is, wants to marry the uh, Indian guy, Samet. I don't know. See, I, I, I'm not aware of any of these. I quit watching when it was uh, the um, the older American girl and the young Nigerian rapper. Oh, you remember oh, yeah. that? That's, that's that's a previous season. Yeah. Although they are back with Angela and Michael. Oh, good lord! And they're talking about whether or not they can have a baby. And then the doctor said that well, uh, it, it might not be healthy for you to Angela's have a baby. Angela's like 55. Yeah, and so. He wants to have a baby. Uh, she does not because it might not be for her health. So he, it's just, yeah, it's it's great stuff, man. Okay. Well, you might have reeled me back into there's it one just dude, now. There's, there's one couple. And so because one of the seasons, it's the other way, which is where the American goes to live with uh, the person in their country. And there's a guy who moves to Colombia. It's this girl he's been dating for a while, and he ended up cheating on her while he was here in the States and she was back in Colombia. So now it's him moving there to try to make things right. Okay. Oh, and it's amazing. Like, And, and the dad, the father-in-law doesn't know that he cheated. The mom does. And, oh, she's staring daggers through him, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I must say, I think you've really got me back into it at this point. I just spend this weekend catching up on 90 Day Fiance. All right. Sold. <laughs> uh, Lisa, how about news headlines? What do we have coming up in the news today? Okay, this isn't traditional news, but we got to talk about this. There are there's an auction that's going to happen today at 1 p.m. Eastern. Wait, can I can I guess? I've heard about an auction. Okay. Mahatma Gandhi's glasses. No. Is it that one? Oh. No. Okay. Well, that what? one's also what ha- the hell? <laughs> they're, they're, they're having it. They're auctioning no. off Mahatma Gandhi's. It's like uh, so glasses. out of left field. And that really mm. was. Yeah, but I saw that earlier this week, for real. No. So <laughs> okay. real. This is about a gentleman who passed away in February at the age of 69. And Perry, age. Perry Pfeffer, he attended a ton of different concerts. For 48 years, he has amassed 
thousands of rock music posters and handbills to advertise concerts and festivals, and they are going to the auction block today. And we are talking about everything is on like there. Woodstock and Altamont. Seven Summer yeah. of Love. You have a 1963 Bob Dylan College Campus poster all the way up into a 2015 Coachella Music Festival uh, poster. We're talking to everybody. Jefferson Airplane, The Doors, The Birds, Rolling Stones, The Who, Led Zeppelin. But then he also, you know, he changes it up. He's got contemporary artists too. We got Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails, Erica Badu, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, this is a huge collection that he has. Uh, And it's all going for sale today. One of the top pieces that they have is an original pre-concert first print of a lithographed poster for a Jimi Hendrix Experience concert back in 1968. The shows were in New York City um, and artist David Byrd created the uh, design on the face of the poster. Are any of these autographed or anything or are they just that somebody thought to keep a poster and so many of them that it's notable? Um, it's notable that so many, but also because of the, their first edition posters. So these are posters he actually got at the concerts. So they're originals. And that's why um, there's one that goes for, yeah, the, the Jimi Hendrix one. They're expecting to go at auction for about six to $9,000. Wow. So, and he's got lots of rare um, psychedelic rock posters that you can see. Um, but yeah, lots. I mean, he sounds like he was a far out dude. Exactly. And he's got a lot of really cool stuff that he's kept. Uh, but yeah, they said that uh, they're going to go ahead and uh, they're going to put them up for auction. And there's a lot of great ones in there. There's also a the Doors yard boards at the Fillmore Auditorium. <laughs> yard boards. Yard birds uh, at the Fillmore. <laughs> I mixed yard birds and Fillmore. Uh, from on July 25th, 1967, that one's expected to go for $4,500. Yeah. You know what I could do? What? Like go on eBay, eBay and find a copy for like $2 and put it up. And if people asked, I'd say, oh, yeah, it's an original and get the same effect. Mm, I don't think so. I you doubt don't, it. Yeah, I you don't think it. so? No. No, because no, a lot of these posters you can tell um, just by looking at them and also just the, the paper as well. The paper is not going to be the same. It's like when people. Yeah, but people believe anything you tell them. No, that's like <laughs> it, it's it's like when people get a a replica of a concert t-shirt and they try and say it's the same. I'm like, no, it's not the same. That's not the same quality of the shirt. You wouldn't still have the same kind of vintage distressing that you would have. Um, just doesn't look the same. You ever bought a concert tee from somebody in the parking lot and it turns out that it was just a, like a cheap copy and the, the screening comes off like the first time you wash it? No. You've never done that? No. You've never bought a concert tee in the parking lot from a guy? No. I have, but the the... Design never came off. See, you got a quality well, one. Good it, job, Joanna. Like, after you yeah. get it home, I did it at Paul McCartney. Like I was at Paul McCartney concert, like in 90, 93 or four. Oh well, technology has been advanced since then, okay. my friend. Well, yeah. Anyway, I was out in the parking lot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I never got a mullet. T-shirt because, the, <laughs> and there was a guy selling it, so I got it. And it wasn't until I got it home and looked at it that it was like obviously like an iron-on. You know, the design was ironed yeah. some, on the some front. Some dude's mom was ironing on yeah, those uh, those logos the night before. Nice. Yeah. Uh, here's something uh, that came up that I wasn't aware of. Did you know that the ice cream truck song is racist? Yes. Yes. How is it? 
How is it racist? I'm not the, saying the it's tune, not, but does it even was, have words? The, there was a tune. Uh, Here. There was a song based on the tune. Do your ears hang low? I, wasn't sorry. it like pick a bale of cotton or something like that? <gasps> I don't know. All I got. I didn't know it had words. Chain? So uh, does your chain hang low? Does, does, nope. does it something to and fro? Do you do? Is it platinum? Is it gold? No. Okay, different song. Sorry. Okay, so how's it racist? Does it have words? There, it's, I thought. I thought that the tune was based on a fairly racist song. Okay, well, I yeah. found out uh, that there... Apparently, it is based on Turkey in the Straw. Yeah, right. I knew that I knew that it was called Turkey in the Straw, but I, again, I didn't know it was right. First of all, I found out that it has words, <laughs> so, apparently. Second of all, that it's racist somehow, and also that uh, Good Humor com- uh, teamed up with R- oh. the RZA from... Wu Tang Clan to write a new ice cream truck song. Nice. Because wow. This. Yeah. Have you seen the lyrics? No. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know. Oh. Yeah. Any lyrics. In that's the what late late 1870s until the 1930s, Turkey in the Straw was performed in minstrel shows by blackface actors and musicians. As I was mm. a gwine down the road, tired team and a heavy load, crack my whip and the leader sprung, I says day day to the wagon tongue. Well, I think what they're, what they're saying is the person that was driving a team of, of horses or mules cracked his whip to get the horses or mules to go faster. Look, I'm not going to sit here and argue uh, uh, that... Turkey in the Straw is a racist. I only found out today that it even had lyrics. The point is, Riza ah. is writing a new. Is there something worse? No, I don't want to say it. Come on, say it. No. Something to do with the watermelon, and it's, yeah. There, no. There's something about a watermelon? Yeah. Uh, okay. There, there's yeah. It's it. It is this. It's interesting because this article actually came out. Um, I'm, I, I'm just trying to process all of this because I'm finding all, finding it out all right. at once. No, yeah. The this article came out a, a few uh, a few weeks ago, and I saw it, and I kind of read it, but then I just you know like I was like, oh okay. And, but I think people on Twitter just refound it, and so it started trending again. Um, yeah. All right. Well. No nope. Later, we'll hear Riz's version. Not of the same nice. song, a totally different song. I bet it slaps. I haven't heard it yet, but I would imagine. <laughs> I bet it slaps. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to take a look at some of the uh, pictures that we have been receiving from Sturgis and the motorcycle rally. You could do like a Where's Waldo, like find the mask, because I'm looking at the <laughs> the first picture you got up on this article, Lisa. Uh-huh. And there's, you know, a couple of dozen people that you can see, and I don't see a mask. Inside. I know. I went any of them. and started looking in the background to see who is wearing a mask here. Yeah, so that that's the thing at Sturgis. N- nobody's wearing a mask. Sturgis, uh, South Dakota, has a population of under 10,000 most of the year, but... This year, a quarter million people showed up, which is actually less than normally do. But I think it's usually around three hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. So there, I mean, there is at least a hundred thousand left or less. But it still looks packed. I mean, yeah. What I want to know is these gigantic bars. What do they do the rest of the year other than this one week? I mean, if Sturgis is a town that usually only has 
like less than 10,000 people. How do, how do all these bars make their money the other 51 our, weeks out of the year? I wonder if our man on the ground is awake. Like have him call in and let us know? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it's uh, such a popular biker destination that bikers are going through all the time anyway. You know, it and actually, then, you know, and it's funny because there's a woman, a biker, and I think it's somewhere nearby South Dakota, but she just got uh, North she, Dakota. No, okay. um, <laughs> but she was dry, she was on her bike and she was riding past a bunch of bison and she tried to crawl up to one of the calves to take a picture of it. And what do you think happened? The the mama bison trampled her. Oh, yeah, totally. Did, uh, did but it kill her? No, she, I mean she has serious injuries, mm-hmm. but she's uh, she's okay. Uh, you know she's alive. But yeah, there's a video of it, and the bison like ripped her pants off at some point. But uh, yeah, it, it, oh, it was in Iowa, and so she, I, I think she was traveling to or from Sturgis. But yeah, don't don't go and touch a touch a calf. All right, before we get to that, a uh, couple of things that are trending. Another well-known store is going to close well this article says most if not all stores are you ready mm-hmm. steinmart oh is that you? oh that's your store isn't it? <clears throat> i like steinmart it's not one, it's not one of my big three but <laughs> which one steins steins because that's all i would be looking for steinmart i haven't seen a steinmart in a while yeah there's one on the what is it? there's one on the wet it's like a cloth it's kind of like a a clothing Tuesday morning. No, it's not Tuesday morning. No, but I mean like a clothing mixed with a Tuesday morning mixed with a Burlington. Yeah, it's similar to a Burlington or a Ross, I guess. They got clothes. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. Off-price retailer Steinmart uh, is the latest in a long list of businesses to file for bankruptcy protection. I thought somebody explained to me, though, that bankruptcy protection doesn't necessarily mean that they're going out of business. No, so what it does is it gives them... uh, Kind of like a, a a buffer, a little bit, so that they can reallocate money. Ah, uh, here we go. Let me get it's to like the putting second. on a condom, but you're not necessarily going to have sex. Like it's just there. Like that yeah. dude just, from just 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, when you go swimming to keep the little worms mm-hmm. out. Well, the second paragraph says that the Florida-based retailer said Wednesday it plans to cl- to quote close a significant portion, if not all, of its brick and mortar stores. And has launched a store closing and liquidation process. So it sounds like they're they're doing the uh, bankruptcy protection and also going out of business. So uh, yeah, you know Steinmart's Steinmart's a good one. Uh, Trump opposes aid to postal service. I was just noticing all of the things that that Trump like has a grudge against, and the postal service is one of them that some people are reading into it that what he's really trying to do is threaten the Postal Service because of mail-in voting. I also found out this week what Trump's beef against showers is. Have you ever heard that? Like, sometimes you you don't often hear... stinky? Sometimes you'll hear him talk, and he's talking about the pressure out of the showers, and it's not enough, and, you know, you got to flush the toilet like five or six times to get it to go down. And I thought that was just like old man rambling. Do you see uh-huh. this stuff on my face? If the pressure's not high enough, it just mm-hmm. runs. It doesn't look good. 
Well, it turns out that that's like an issue and that he wants to roll back some controls that uh, control the pressure that comes out of your shower. Like yeah, a there's a whole lo- Seinfeld episode on this where their apartment building came in and swapped out all the shower heads. And for the whole episode, their hair is all matted to their head because they can't get all the conditioner out because there's not enough water pressure. I, I got to tell you, on this, on this issue, MAGA, man, I'm with it. Those showers. They end up going to the uh, the Russians to get bootleg um, shower heads. This always reminds me of the episode of the Osbournes where they move into their new house and they're saying, oh, yeah, it's a low pressure. All we have to do is take this little thing off and then it'll go back to normal. He's like, no, Sharon, we're not going to do that. That's illegal. And he kind of like looks yeah. at the camera. Wait, who, <laughs> Ozzy says that? Yeah, Ozzy says that to Sharon, but he's like. No, Sharon, we're not going to do that. That's illegal. And he kind of looks at the cameras. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you totally know they're going to, as soon as those uh, cameramen are gone, they're going to be taking that shower low flow thing off. When we bought the house that I live in now, uh-huh. uh, my my fiance at the time replaced all the toilets with were low you, flow toilets. Were you together for 90 days? <sighs> not much longer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she had him come in and put in these low-flow toilets. Well, after we broke up, I immediately had him come back in and replace them. I said, don't just put the old one back in. Give me, like, the most turbo vacuum version you have. <laughs> just the low spider flow ver- or what? No, because the low-flow version, yeah, it uses less water, but if you have to flush it six or seven times... You're using the same amount You're of using water. even more water, so... I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the president the turbo? <laughs> on a whole lot. But in this case... Yeah, in this I case, guess. I'm kind of with him. <laughs> You're like, in this case, I'm completely understandable. You know, windmills, like he's got this thing that windmills give you cancer and they're, they're like carnage on the birds and stuff. And I always wondered why he would randomly bring up like plumbing issues. Yeah. He finds old things that old people get angry about and then makes that a talking point. He's like, like Grandpa Simpson heard? yelling at clouds. Yeah, but he's not yelling at a cloud because he's the president. And apparently they're working on rolling back some of these uh, EPA guidelines that are going to make the toilets and the... that. He's, I guess he's right in a way that the toilets, some of them, are not as powerful and the, and the showers are not as powerful as they used to be. So when you say it's like, yeah, he's an old man shouting at a cloud, but guess what? He's an old man shouting at a cloud that could actually do something about it. So you're kind of for it then? <sighs> Is that what I'm hearing? Making clouds move since 2016. Mega. <laughs> um, an Abilene... City, I think it's the city manager at Abilene. This is kind of an interesting story. Abilene city manager Robert Hanna is being sued for a million dollars by a Texas man. The lawsuit claims that he made vile and harassing behavior, threatening both the man and his family's safety, related to comments made early in the pandemic. So I thought, oh, okay, well, let me read a little further. Uh... The suit says the man is suing for the illegal disclosure of his medical records. And uh, the man filed the suit under a John Doe. Uh, The city made Doe and his wife quarantine after they returned from a trip to New York City in early spring. In comments in an Abilene City Council meeting back in March, city manager Robert Hanna said the plaintiff was irresponsible and engaging in, quote, the kind of behavior that makes other people sick. 
So is that what the guy's suing for a million dollars over? I uh, think we need to put Dean in Abilene on the case. Ooh. Have Dean go to a few counseling uh, council meetings. Yeah, Absolutely. show up and say it's By the way, so. yeah, Joanna, he says, <laughs> so. Dean. He's got 19 so. cats, a couple of bobcats that he's, that he's hand feeding, That's by the impressive. Way. Aside from the racist undertones, I like that in a man. <laughs> Joanna's like, you know, I can start looking past all that stuff. All right, here's a little more. <laughs> Hannah's comments then and later led to media reports, the suit alleges, which incorrectly state the plaintiff did not self-quarantine even after showing symptoms and being tested for the disease. Uh, According to city manager Hannah, he told the Abilene Reporter News that the couple did not take adequate quarantine measures. I don't know if he called them out by name or not. That seems like that would be a big part of it. Like were these people named and shamed? Uh, the suit alleges the man and his wife began receiving intimidating phone calls and Facebook messages threatening them with physical harm and death. Uh, if you want to go over and see some of the pictures that we've gotten from uh, Sturgis, we've got our man in Sturgis who is uh, sending us those. And is the gallery working yet? Uh, I have one of our corporate guys working okay. on it right now, figuring out well, why it's you know working. You can get started. You can see a couple pictures yeah. uh, there. Bikinis, boobs, and bootay. Picks from the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. So I've got a little audio I wanted to play for you. Uh, Same guy went to that. He's been hitting some of the concerts. He says nobody's wearing a mask. He put on a mask once, and the first thing some young woman passed by and said, nice mask, (laughs) like that. Um, But he went. one of the shows he went to was Smash Mouth. Here's a report, uh, Smash Mouth's performance earlier this week in Sturgis. Smash Mouth uh, claims that they definitely follow. <laughs> I just love the way all... Robin Meade says that. Yeah. F coronavirus. <laughs> F coronavirus. Smash Mouth says they did follow social, for the band anyway, not necessarily the crowd. Because I you... don't know about the crowd, but we did. Do you want to hear some of the audio from Smash Mouth's uh, Sturgis performance? Yeah. All right. Uh, this uh, I want to oh, thank yeah. our, our man in Sturgis for sending this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right. We're joined by... Stand-up comedian, Nico Ajibian. You can find him on all social media platforms at Nico Adjective. And he tweets at Nico's Fake News. Hey. So you can follow him there. Good morning, buddy. Uh, more importantly, he's going to be taking care of my dogs and my ah, plants when I go out of town. Do you have a lot a of plants? Days. I got a bunch. Buzz bought a, a ton of plants and just left them. I don't, I don't think he knew that he's supposed to plant them. Well, he just left them. I expected the my guy that I pay to do the yard to mm-hmm. show up, and he's been. I'm actually a little worried now at this point. He hasn't been there for two weeks. Yeah, and I did uh, finally plant him, but I think some of them I waited too long on. Oh, they're all dead. No, Not no, one the, of them. the ones in the big Guys, plaster. All wilted, no, and he just keeps pouring water on these wilted things. <laughs> I think they might make a comeback, and I finally, I finally bit the bullet. Uh, by the way, if the yard guy comes over and tries to claim you owe him more money, you don't because I already paid him for the past two weeks and he didn't show up either one of the past two weeks. So. Okay. okay, but <laughs> I'm on Buzz's side because there are many times, like I have a hibiscus and I've never known how finicky those little plants are. If I don't give it the perfect amount of water, it immediately, the, the flower closes up. And then if I finally like do like give it the right amount of water, it'll open the next day. So all every day it's like I come home and I'm like, oh, 
this bitch. Is it, is Girl, it, that's why I got an aloe vera plant. You barely got water. <laughs> aloe vera. Yeah. Get me some of that sage going, and that way I can rub my hands on it, and my hands smell good all day. I have a ton <laughs> of Get rid of the plants. demons from your house. Yeah, I have a ton of plants at my house, and because of I've been so focused and trying to get this hibiscus to survive and be gorgeous, uh, I have definitely, the, some of the other plants have died because of that. I got a couple and it said full sun. So I thought, okay, well, they'll be okay for a day or two until the yard man shows up. Well, I left them out for like one day and they were Yeah, just but on the side of the pool, which I think gets hotter than most places. Well, because you left it's it on the so, concrete, didn't you? Yes, yeah. you left it on the concrete. So the heat from the concrete, actually, it makes it a lot hotter than, yeah, than being, in, yeah. I, I didn't know that either because I love to put them on my porch because yeah. I have a big porch with a, a wall and I usually sit on it. And it said full sun, so I didn't. Try and, I didn't try and put it in any kind of shaded part. I put it in the full sun because yeah, that's what it so said. So that's kind of what happened with these two little like uh, ferns or bushes that I have. Um, they say full sun and they say they're they're desert plants. So I thought, great, I'll just leave them on the wall. They'll look pretty in the front. <laughs> the sun, the sun the murdered yeah, them. The sun yeah. will murder them. The concrete and the sun just... But you know what? And they're like hardy desert plants. You can see it's fighting for survival. Like the the stalk is still green in the middle. It's like SpongeBob the first time he goes over to Sandy's, Sandy's house. house. Yeah, I don't need water. <laughs> That's my plant right now because the all the leaves are just like yellow and brown, but the actual stem is still green, and it's like it's still fighting. But, you know, the only thing that I'm really good at keeping alive is basil. And I'm okay with that because the amount of Italian food I eat that I just need the basil. Oh, Yo, you grow your own basil. Yeah, I do. I have. Th- <laughs> I actually have three basil plants There's, in my house. You ever made a run at garlic? No, but that no. actually would probably be beneficial. To I, want, I once grew tomatoes and peppers. And what I didn't know is you, if you plant them too close together, they'll cross-pollinate. So I came out with... Tomato peppers? Tomato, tomatoes that tasted like peppers. That sounds delicious. Yeah, that sounds great. Ooh, you should start growing your own tomato. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, no. It was it, an abomination It, it didn't taste nature. like a tomato or a pepper. It was just awful. See, I, I, I'm, I'm, good at, I'm good at certain things. Like basil, I can definitely grow. I know that, and that's why I have so many. I'm like, I'm, I got this down. Um, hibiscus, clearly we're still fighting right now. Me what and about that. another green plant? Is it, would, I've done tomatoes before. Like I've, I've grown no, tomatoes. No, greener, greener, greener than that. Greener than that. More no oh. fruit on it. No fruit. Mostly flower. Yeah. I yeah. actually, yeah, I've I haven't grown from a seed, but I oh. have participated oh. in the like the manicuring process. Oh. You know, are you boys talking about marijuana? <laughs> No, no lemon it sounds trees. like Sanchez's. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about an olive tree because you manicure the signs of it. <laughs> All right, I've got a pop culture rivalry, and there are answers to this. They polled like thousands and thousands of people, and they put up two pop culture things. So some of them have audio. I'll save those. Some of them don't. So just to get started. Okay. um, Marvel or DC? Marvel. DC. Marvel. Wait, is that you or is that what the survey says? That's what I say, Mark. Okay. Oh, okay. I was like, oh. He's but, like, you're all wrong. All right. well, you're asking us. You know what? Because well, for me personally, like, I love Batman. It's one. Uh, that's probably my favorite to read. But Marvel's better. But comics. I think Marvel in general is just the, the from the movies. I, well, I take it back. The one thing that DC does do better is their, their cartoon. Yeah. The animated it's universe. vastly better. They, they do a fantastic job with that. You but didn't watch Marvel, X-Men in the 90s? No, I did, but that was a very small... <laughs> now, Marvel's done them good. 
But DC's done a really good job with it. It's it's very close. But well, this was actually more specific. They said which one has the best cinematic universe? Oh, Marvel. Marvel, Marvel or DC? Mm-hmm. So you agree, Duh. Marvel? Mar- absolutely. Yeah, eighty-eight percent to twelve percent. People said Marvel has the better DC's cinematic is universe. Trash. Yeah, I mean, the the cinematic universe doesn't even include the Christopher Nolan Batman. You're talking about Ben Affleck Batman only, and they're just garbage. I'm going to go DC because the guy who plays Superman is hot. You like Henry Cavill? Yeah. You like The Witcher, then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll toss a coin to that Witcher. (laughs) 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 Anyways. That was great. Thanks. They asked uh, thousands of Americans which Twilight team are you mm. on Team Edward or Team Jacob? Team Jacob. Edward. Who's who? Edward's the vampire. Jacob's the, the werewolf. The werewolf. Oh. Team Jacob. Yeah. Uh, I I'll be Team Warlock. There you go. <laughs> this one is kind of. If there's vampires and werewolves, there's got to be wizards and warlocks. Yeah, there's right? got to be a team Van Helsing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Team Voltaire. I'm whatever kills them. Team Edward is up. 60% to 40%. Wait, how much? 60 to 40. Huh. Whatever. So 60% of people said Team Edward. Uh, Edward. Yeah. He was what? creepy and stalked her. Like, are we not understanding that? On the other end, Jacob imprinted with the daughter. Yeah. yeah. Inside, inside of the womb. <laughs> that yeah. was weird. That was really, weird. really weird. What? <laughs> you, you, it's the last this? book. Or the last movie. I know nothing about these. Oh my gosh! I didn't go see that movie, but somebody explained to me like what happens. I was like, "You, Brandon, let me do this." We have a whole week with Brandon next week. Oh, we'll give him a whole rundown. Yeah, it's weird. It's really creepy. Trying to get my kid to watch him. I said they weren't appropriate. I know. Agree. Oh no, yeah, they're not appropriate. Thank you. We're team Brandon on that one. All right, they're Um, not very sexual. He watches her while she sleeps. All right, Star Wars. Yes. Or what? Yes. No, Star, Star Trek. Wars. Star Trek. You say Trek? Yeah. Yeah, I want a war. I don't this one is on a, a blowout. A blowout. Star Wars. Stargate. Stargate. <laughs> Stargate. As an El Paso, and I'm going to go Star Trek. Oh, because Gene Roddenberry? Yep. He's from here? Yep. Yes. Sweet. Why do you think it's Wait. called the Gene Roddenberry Planetarium? Ooh, can we also go <laughs> Spaceballs? Nope. Star Wars oh. or Star Trek? Galactica. Star Wars... 85% uh, to Star Trek's 15%. You know what? All you Star Warriors are just pushing, you know, your Star Wars in our face. But Star, Star Warriors? Star Trekkers. Yeah. We're not that nerdy. That statement made no sense. It's early. Um, Star Wars are just pushing your Star Wars in our face. Well, they think they, they, think they were around before. <laughs> Because Star Trek came out like 10 yeah. years before Star Wars came out. Didn't mm-hmm. they have like the original conventions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Trek. Mm. And like, for the first like fan fiction. <laughs> Social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok? I think it depends <gasps> on the age of the people that were responding Ooh, yeah. to this. That's a good one. Because I would say Instagram, Joanna. Instagram, because eventually all the TikToks end up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, that's a good point. Well, the, is there a slot for Friendster? No, I'm just I'm giving you all of them there are. Twitter, Instagram, or MySpace. TikTok. What about a live journal? Anybody oh, remember yeah. that? Oh, live journal. Okay, so here's the way it breaks it. down nationwide. Instagram, 65%. So Instagram Woo! is still way ahead. TikTok, though, has 21%. Oh. And Twitter only has 14% of people saying that it's the best. Uh, okay. Muppet Show or Sesame Street? 
Well, they're all Muppets. It's all Jim Henson. But I'd go Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. I'd go Muppet Show because you could enjoy that. How do you even know, what was you it got, again? I'm sorry. Give me the two. Muppet Show or Sesame Street. How oh. do you not throw Fraggle Rock in there, man? You know, I some am, of them in there just head to head. It's garbage, dude. Muppet Show because they had Muppet Babies and I love that. I was about to say, I go Muppet Babies because I... Yeah, That's how I learned about Star Wars. Specifically, Muppet Show. Muppet Show. It's a different thing. It's Muppet Show. Muppet Baby. Um, Sesame Street is up sixty-one percent huh? to thirty-nine percent. I mean, Sesame what? Street is great up until the point you're in like first grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you and you're know, like, oh my god, like, this is for it's babies. Great Almost shut until up until you figure out they never tell you how to get to Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's the next one, and this has some audio: Whitney or Mariah. <gasps> Ooh. Dang. Yes. One is way ahead of the other, so just keep that in mind. It, I think most Whitney. people are going. Listen to that. That's that nine octave range or whatever. Did you ever see the footage of when she sang, I think it was the national anthem at yeah. an NBA game? Who Whitney? Wait, uh, no, Mariah Carey, and she and she went up, and the the players' reactions were like, "Oh my god!" Like they were in awe. But I think Whitney's probably winning Whitney. this one. Whitney, yeah. even though her biggest hit song wasn't even hers, it was a Dolly Parton song. Let's be honest here. I will always love you. Yeah, yeah. you didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah that was, actually, Nico was today years old. I, yeah. I found out that Elvis wanted to wanted record to do that, that song, and, and Dolly, Dolly said no. denied him doing it. Uh, oh, I can't even do his voice. And well, then she uh, gave it to Wit. You know how I found out I about that? You. Was the biography on David Foster, and he talked about it. Because the way that the song starts, where it's all quiet in the beginning, he hated that. Hmm. And he wanted actually to change it, and he got in a fight with uh, whoever Whitney's the producer, Clive Davis. Him and Clive Davis got into it about it. And Clive was saying, I think that we should release it like this. And David Foster said, no. And then Clive Davis said, okay, great. Hung up and was like, just release it the way I want it. And then after he's like, it took about about a month before I finally apologized and said, yeah, you were right. It definitely sounds better. Well, Whitney is easily winning. Yes. 79% Queen. to 21%. Can 79%. either of them dance? Because I know Mariah can't. That's like a, a Mariah fact. can't. She cannot dance. No. Yeah. yeah, but when you got nine octave voice, yeah, you, need to dance. you, you don't need the sideshow. She when don't need to. She right? really does not have that range anymore. Like she does not have in in live performance. Oh, Mariah yeah. can't hit those notes anymore. <gasps> oh yes. We're ready to fight. We're ready to fight. Lisa and I fight about this we on a daily basis. We get in so many arguments so about this. this so this one many is Backstreet arguments. Boys versus NSYNC, and honestly, I can't tell you which one What's this the difference? song. No, which song, which band did this song? Weird side note, I totally had a dream the other night that the Backstreet Boys were at a concert in Slipknot masks performing, and that's when I realized I missed concerts, but... Yes! You say... I'm going to say that is... Wait, wait, jo- oh. I, I'm going to guess Joanna's a Backstreet Boys person. Yes. And that Lisa's an NSYNC person. Woo! The song we're hearing, is that Backstreet Boys? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. See you at that door. Ba, ba, ba. Go for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. This is the worst because I will do this dance no matter where I am, sober or intoxicated, and it's very embarrassing. 
Yeah. But I still do it every time. Mm-hmm. Are, we just, are we trying to pick our favorite boy band? Because if we are, I'm going with uh, the Beatles. O Town. No, the Beatles. <gasps> o Town! I love O Town! LFO. 98 Degrees. <laughs> no, it's, it's again, Y'all it's just like head to head. I think if I if I don't pick in sync, the locks might be changed on my house. When oh I get home. yeah, the wife's Oh well, my god, she I knew I liked her. man, yeah. it's it's hilarious because she'll talk about the stories about the first concert concert that she went to, and she was she was like when they went like the first came out, she's like I started crying. I didn't even know why. It was the strangest <laughs> thing. It's it's nice though because I am a good person. So in our office, myself and Joanna, I do have my autographed Justin Timberlake poster on the wall, and, and then about. Me. A half a size smaller. There is an AJ McLean on the wall as well that is autographed. So you know we Thank both you. are represented. Well, do you want to hear? Now you're sounds just like fl- the flexing. Son, sounds like the son of the uh, Mr. Clean. <laughs> I got to tell you though, in the the results, it's a pretty much a blowout. Really? In sync. I, I bet it's in sync. Right down the in middle. In sync wins. I bet, I bet it's in sync. Sixty-three percent. It's not a blowout. Backstreet. Whoa. <laughs> That's yeah, because Backstreet Boys never had their singer leave them. I, I'll give you that. I will Backstreet definitely Boys. give you that. Yes. It sounds like shady things happening in an alley. The Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and then they come back, all right? Yeah. So weird. Backstreet is leading 63% to 37%. You may say Woo! that's not a blowout, but if that was a football game and somebody's getting beat 67 to 37, you'd call that a blowout, wouldn't you? Yeah. At that door. Yeah, pack it in, losers. Backstreet all the way. Backstreet <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're back to our news headlines, and Lisa's got the rest of our news. We were just about to start talking about Dr. Fauci and what he has to say about a vaccine timeline and why herd immunity is, uh, you know, not something we should all be rushing toward, I guess. But we'll find out. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Yeah. So Dr. Fauci was talking to the voice of the people, Matthew McConaughey, uh, about the coronavirus. And first he talked about just a couple different things, including how the virus actually spreads. Uh, He also discussed uh, antibodies and people who have gotten the coronavirus previously. And finally, he asked the question that all of us are wanting to know, and it's about the vaccines that we've been hearing so much about. All right. I guess that's good news. Better than people thought. All right. All right. All right. When did he say? 2021. He said by the end of this year, we should have some, but full, we should have enough for everyone by 2021. So it's better than. By the end of 2021? Well no. into it. Oh, well, well into, into 2020. Although I don't know, he didn't mention the FDA clearance process about it yet. Let's, so, yeah, when we're well into next year. Which is better than I think a lot of people were thinking. Because I keep hearing everyone, oh, this year just sucks. I just can't wait for next year. I'm like, you know, it doesn't just go away on yeah. like, January 1st. It's not going to say, oh, you know what? we got to pack our bags. Uh, it finished. We out. All done. Yeah. What are you talking about? Russia's got a vaccine. Yeah, they're ready for us. There do you, do you think they're trying to troll us into taking theirs first? They're like, yes, please, so, take this. It's very yes, good vaccine. Uh, my daughter is right. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be bad if my daughter is tried I don't think so. Exactly. And well, things are looking bad as they are right now. CDC is now projecting nearly 189,000 U.S. coronavirus deaths by September 5th. The current U.S. death toll right now is at 167,000 people. If anybody is ever saying that the coronavirus or this specific one, COVID-19, is just like the flu or the cold, mm-hmm. I just looked up the 
deaths from flu in 2018 to 2019, it was 60,000. 60,000 from the flu. From just the flu in 2018. So COVID has already doubled it, and we're not even done with the year yet. So it's definitely not the same as the flu. It's more dangerous. More dangerous. Yes. All right, good to know. Still people out there saying, nah, you know. Okay, researchers weren't surprised when a survey showed that using e-cigarettes puts young people at greater risk for COVID-19, but they weren't prepared for the depth of the risk that they found. Vapors from vapors ages 13 to 24 were five times as likely to test positive for COVID-19, according to Stanford University researchers. Vapors who also smoke regular cigarettes, seven times the risk. Uh, they say that um, in the pandemic, smoking and vaping, there is an evidence of a link to the coronavirus, and they say more than 4,000 people in the age group from every state provided information, and that's how they were able to come to these findings. Um, they say that they're not surprised, though, by these results. Nicotine can Im- impair the immune system, and e-cigarettes can cause a number of problems, such as affecting a lipid layer in the lungs that traps viruses and all, and the things that are used to remove them. Uh, another study said that teens and young adults need to know Uh, If you're using these e-cigarettes, you're more likely at immediate risk of COVID-19 because you're already damaging your lungs. Oh, God. Uh, That that is the biggest reason why I don't want to get it. Because I'm afraid, like, I'm in that category of smokers. Well, see, but the weird thing is, is remember they first were looking at survivors in Wuhan. And they said the smokers were doing better, right? Well, not even that. Smokers weren't getting it. Yeah. So they thought that there was something with the nicotine um, that was kind of like an anti-inflammatory. It can't get past the taw. (laughs) <laughs> kind of, yeah. Maybe it gets stuck in there. Well, but what if I want to quit smoking, which I do right now, and I want to try the vape pins? But that's probably the worst way to do it in this climate, right? I'm going to quit smoking, so I'm going to pick up another kind of smoke. Yeah, I'm going to pick up another smoke. Uh, uh, maybe just as harmful smoke, but not, maybe not as addictive. Yeah, um, I guess it's up to you. I mean, for me, I don't like. Are, are people's vape still exploding? Remember when that was a whole thing? I don't. I haven't seen oh, that in a yeah. while. No, I don't. I don't think the vapes are as unstable, or the people that are mod- modifying them. I was gonna say, wasn't that because people were modifying them, yeah. or they were using a non-brand name oil? Wasn't that one of the big things? Yeah. Oh, they're making their own. Um, yeah, they're buying like bootleg. Well, like bo- bootleg vape oil. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But th- that's what I'm saying is like COVID's not you know not making it any easier to quit smoking. Yeah. I mean, if you lost your job, you're probably stressing out, too. All right, the state of Hawaii is expected to see a rapid increase in coronavirus contact tracers as the state's top health officials are churning their program to over to their new hire. By the end of the week, they're saying there should be more than 100 contact tracers across the state, health department spokesman said. Um, but the number of contact tracers appear to be well below what the lieutenant governor said that Hawaii needs to reach the national recommendations. Um, another more unfortunate development to combat the virus is officials are looking at delaying the start of the much-anticipated program that would allow out-of-state visitors to vacation there without quarantine for 14 days by presenting a negative COVID test. Uh, the state has seen a rapid rise in reported cases in the past few days, and that includes a record number of 355 new cases on Thursday alone. Well, we got a call in, as I always say. We uh, try to get to calls right away. Yeah. You know, we don't want people stacked up there waiting for long periods of time to talk to us. So let's talk to Ben. Hello, Ben. Hey, Buzz. How are you? Good. What's up, Ben? Not all. I'm a a faithful listener to your morning show every morning. I appreciate that. 
but yeah, I was listening to it this morning, and I hear him say it's nothing like the flu because there's 160,000 deaths in the U.S. But what about the people like get die in a car crash, and then they're like, oh, COVID death? Because it's sixty-four thousand dollars every time hospital gets the COVID death. Yeah, source. So, what about them numbers? Well, what, what about all the times somebody in a nursing home dies and they don't count it as COVID? So there's a bunch of people wait, that are wait, dying. Wait a minute. There's a what, bunch. Of what is your source that car accidents get counted as COVID deaths? Not just car accidents. Well, but that's the example you use. So I'm asking what your source is for that. I mean, where did well, you hear that? Well, it's all over. Yeah, yeah, but specifically, it's a it's a claim you made that they count a car accident as a COVID death. I'm just asking you, what is your source for that information? All right. Well, let's let's go to the skydiver on CNN News. Jump. Down. Well, why don't we stick with the point you originally made? Well, I think he's trying to give you an example. Yeah. Oh, okay. So skydiver, go ahead. Jumped out, forgot his parachute, and died of COVID case. Okay. What's the source on that? CNN News. Really. Yes, sir. Wait, wait. He he died from a skydiving accident, and then he had he COVID. He jumped out without his parachute. Yeah, forgot a parachute. And Brandon, will you uh, well, track that down I'm for looking me? it up right it up. now. Right. I am looking it up right now. Uh, Nika, why don't you... You were the one making the claim that we've had... Uh, uh, and it's not a claim. I mean, that's, no, based, on the, that's based on the factual data yeah. that there have been 160,000 COVID-19. And Ben is saying that anytime anybody dies from anything... They get $64,000 if they listed as a COVID death. Here's my argument against that, is that we're not counting all the deaths that, that weren't tested for COVID. There's a lot of people who died already. The, the death toll is probably higher. Wait, but are you, are you agreeing I'm, with them no, that they I'm, count things like vehicle accidents as COVID deaths? No, I, I think it depends on how the... the let's let's no, take no, that because no, that no, sounds no, like this, misinformation. This is, this is how the, the COVID deaths get reported. If, and it's just like D. Margo had said on the, on the radio. If the, the, the morgue and the uh, Emmy, the medical examiner, determines the cause of death and writes it down, if it is COVID, that's the the cause of death that they send to the CDC. So, uh, yeah. so sometimes it happens uh, l- later when they get, get the autopsy done, so it might not be done immediately when they die. They might do it like a couple days later. So there is a lag time, but uh, no, I don't think there's, I don't think there's um, a bunch of misreporting. I don't think the numbers are fake. Lisa, anything, did you track the down the low. CNN story on I CNN see, I about a guy who... C- I don't see it on CNN. It, it is on Newsbreak, which is a, like a... Um, aggregated website where they get it from various ones but i'm not seeing any um actual news source from that i'm seeing like uh babylon b oh the babylon b is a parody site okay babylon b is is a is like a an onion except for from a conservative point of view so ben you're you're giving us this example that cnn said about a parachutist who jumped out of a plane we're turning that up that it was reported on a, a joke website a satirical All right. Well, and then how well, about medical examiners? <laughs> like used to, they'd have to make for sure what the person died of. Now they can just write down COVID-19. Like you had to make dang sure, otherwise you would not. Get Wait, but Ben, don't you think it's a big deal that the, you gave us an example and we tracked it down and we found out it came from a satirical website? I mean, doesn't that give you pause to think, well, maybe I don't completely understand the sources that I'm getting things from? 
I don't, I don't know. I I work in I don't know. I work in the medical field, and I think that the medical examiners define can, working. Yeah, yeah what do you do in the medical field? What do you do in the medical field? Uh, we'll just leave that at that. But but what? No, I mean we don't know who you are. You're anonymous. You don't also, have to tell us where you work. Just what kind of job do you do in the medical field? And I used to be an EMT, Ben, so there's no there's no problem just saying, you know, that you work in the medical field and you work in a certain job. You can say whatever. There it is. He's a doctor. Well, I'm going to assume... <laughs> I, I'm going to assume he was an MD. Yeah. Yeah. Just like exactly. Dr. Pepper. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we were talking all about... Uh, our photo gallery from our friend who went to Sturgis this week. He's been sending us pictures all week long. And Lisa, the uh, the story's up at buzzadamshow.com, but for people to see the complete photo gallery, they got to go to our uh, radio station website. Yeah, go to klaq.com because, I don't know, corporate's working on it. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Spent two hours in my morning trying to figure it out. And I Did they it out. make it like a restriction against our website? Like a, no, it's, it's more something, strict or something? No, it wasn't working on KLAQ earlier. No, it either. wasn't. I had to republish. I had to redo the entire post three different times. And the third time it finally worked. So it's something with the actual uh, like the actual site that we use so, as, on the back end. So it's something with WordPress is, is not working. It's titled Bikinis, Boobs, and Booty. Yeah. Picks from Sturgis. It's great. Now, as much as I appreciate bikinis and, and boobs and all that stuff, I find myself playing a little game kind of like Where's Waldo? Yeah. Where's the mask? No, I, you look I, at this, and no matter how many people are in there, you lose. really have to look hard, and I, I haven't been able to find a mask yeah. in any of the things. No. No mask. Okay, scroll up to the favorite Sturgis girl at the top, though. I mean, I, I COVID may not even be the worst thing she's going to get at Sturgis. Like, <laughs> she's I probably feel, got everything else. What are you talking about? This is, yeah, it's bingo. It's gonorrhea Mary. Bacteria bingo that she's playing. Uh, but first of all, because look at Are the, you allowed to have your boobs out at Sturgis, I guess? No, she's you, got pasties. That's no, okay. no, no, those were digital. No. Lisa, did Lisa put those on. I put those on there. And you know what else I had to do? Those which is, pasties. It's too graphic for me to tell you what I had to do. But let's just say I had to zoom in real close and start covering areas. Bajine? Yeah, because things were hanging out. Gross. Yeah. Uh, but she has no She's shoes on. You can see all the beer and cigarettes on the floor. <laughs> what is going on? Some people are okay with just being dirty. Wait, what did Brandon say? Because I feel like I, I missed I, it. I couldn't hear it. I didn't hear that. Either. It was best. I mean, I, I was kind of glad that it went under, but Joanna heard it and I, I got the laugh. It. So right. I said it was like an overstuffed roast beef sandwich. Kind of. Yeah. Aww. Look at that chick's body, though. Breakfast. Which folks, one? Enjoy. The, no, the one, scroll up one. The one with the, the pasties on. I don't know where I'm going. The one with the cowboy hat and the pasties on. Down, 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 go down, 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 down. That one. That one, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty rocket. Do you, do you like my caption though? I'm like, is it technically offensive if you have American flag pasties no, on? No, did you I put like those you pasties say, on, or did she actually have those pasties? No, she had those on. Oh, okay. I like how you say, Lisa. I'm not offended. I just want those abs. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not offended. That's impressive. There's a lot of real impressive ladies here. I mean. All right, Somebody well, put in the Facebook chat, you have to have pasties and sturges. Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, Because Lisa not. spent a lot of time editing these photos. God, there are just dozens of pictures. You know what else yeah. you don't need in sturges? Shame. You don't need any shame when you're there. There's none. 
Yeah. Let um, me go through a few comments on our uh, Facebook page. We've got uh, a lot of comments coming in, and uh, the first please. one is for Brandon. Yeah, what's up? Brandon, is there a link that lists the chronological order for the 90-day fiancé franchise, or as I like to call it, the fiancé-verse? I don't think... I mean, I haven't been able to find one because it does get confusing because you get multiple shows, but the way you got to remember it is the show 90-day fiancé, that is when the person from the other country has moved to the United States and they're in that 90-day window. But then they've expanded outside of that. You have before the 90 days. That's usually when the American visits the other country. They're only there for a couple of weeks. And that's usually when they propose, wouldn't you say? I hadn't thought about I mean, I've thought about it a lot, but I hadn't thought about that specifically. <laughs> but that's like, it's usually that those two weeks, and it's... Uh, Whoever the American is, they have the ring ready to go, and they're unless uh, you know it's 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 flipped around. So you've got those two, and then you have happily ever after, which is where they're already married, they're living in the states, and things may be a little bit rocky, which is great. And pillow talk is just the, some it's of the, the previous show. ones watching the current show and commenting on it. And then you also have what was the, what, the other one? Um, the other way. That's where the American moves to. The other country. That's the one where I was telling you about where the guy cheated on his his uh, girlfriend who lived in Colombia. And now, originally, she was supposed to move here. Was she one of the hot Colombians? Because some, some of the Colombians are, are really smoking hot. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's cute. And um, so the, the original plan was she was supposed to move here. But after she moved here, she noticed things were a little bit off. And then come to find out that dude had cheated on her mm. while she was gone. So then she moved back to Colombia. Now, for him to save the relationship, he's moved to Colombia. The mother-in-law, well, I guess not really because he's not really married yet. The mother-in-law knows what he did. The father-in-law does not. It's amazing. And that one dude, the, guy, the dude that wore the condoms in the, the Brazilian river. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're and, uh, Paul. and Paul. Yeah, yeah, they're back in it too. They're here in the states now. She finally <laughs> got approved to move here. They're married with a kid, and it's it's amazing, dude. He runs everywhere. They started to get into a fight. His mom's driving the car. He's in the front seat. Karini and the kid are in the back, and they they're they're fighting over something. And they're about to pull up to their hotel. He just gets out in the middle of the roadway and starts running away. Um, we were talking to Ben, who called in and said that there had been cases where people were killed in a car accident and got listed as COVID. And Nico told me off the air, okay, well, that's kind of a misunderstanding mm -hmm. of what's going on. But you said there have been cases where somebody was in a car accident. Mm -hmm. They survived but later died at the hospital. Yes. And what if they also found out that they had had COVID nineteen? They listed COVID. They might have listed COVID nineteen yeah, as the cause, even though they were in the hospital because of the car accident. Yes, uh, because sometimes they might like, for example, uh, they'll be put on a ventilator, and uh, they could pass away from COVID that way. You know, um, the the outcomes for people on ventilators haven't been that good. So, anyways, uh, that that's just how sometimes the the numbers may be misinterpreted. I would say. Okay, so. Like our like our 
And the skydiving story was bogus. Right. So we looked up the story. He said that CNN reported that a guy jumped out of an airplane and forgot his parachute, and they listed it. His cause of death is COVID-19. Well, we we tracked that down. It wasn't on CNN. It was on the Babylon Bee. No, no. It comes from a Reddit post that uh, somebody put into the... Well, no, but the Reddit post links to the Babylon Bee story. The Babylon Bee is like the onion. No, the post is pulled down. Yeah, that's that's what I It's a blank post. On the Reddit one, that the guy, there's somebody else in the Facebook chat was like, "Hey, here's a link to this." It's like, no, that like you just linked to something that's not there, like all the comments and stuff, and even people who are making the comments, like, "Yeah, this was satirical," mm-hmm. and oh. and so it's it doesn't exist. Yeah, also, and CNN. It, it, it is, it is shocking to think that this is something that goes on as people are getting ready, you know, to vote, not just for president, but for a lot of things that people have so much trouble telling real information from bogus information from misinformation yeah and i think what we saw there and i want to pick on the guy ben said he listens all the time yeah he's your fan he works in the medical field of some kind but so i don't want to pick on him but this is a real problem that people see a headline and they can't tell that it's basically an onion headline it was just from the babylon b which is another satirical site something that's even even worse than that in my opinion is when you can't admit you're wrong. Like, I, I can admit that. No, I'm serious. Like, so sometimes you can read a title like that and say, look at this and post it. And then someone will respond to you and say, well, no, that's from a satirical site. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And I think even more important than that is going, oh, you know what? My bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that if more people were willing to admit they're wrong. They learn I, more. People I, would learn more. Dude, and- if you admit exactly. you're wrong, you can't become president of the United States. Like, look what's <laughs> happened. But I just, I feel like it's just... um you know, so many people, they're so hard headed in their thoughts and their uh, processes that they don't want to admit that they're wrong. But it's like that's part of you can always be a student, like no matter what, you can always learn things. You can always be educated and uh, putting knowing something or having something incorrect or not knowing how to do something. I think that shows a lot more of a maturity. They would say you guys can't admit when you're wrong. You guys. Yeah, but see, and that's the thing is that the vast majority of people and this goes on both sides. It goes for liberals, it goes for conservatives, it doesn't really matter who it is, but the vast majority of people, when they go into any kind of a debate or an argument, their mind is made up and they care about being right. So they're not listening to what you're saying as a retort. They're already preparing their argument for something that they had previously heard from a similar argument. Rather than being, you know what? Let's Let's listen. Let's try to understand. Well, it's not even that. Like, let's try to actually solve the problem. I don't care about being right. I want to find the right answer. And not enough people yeah, do but there, that. There are some people that when it comes to uh, debate, whether it plays out on social media or, or anywhere else, if you admit you were wrong, that's seen as a sign of weakness. And yeah, if, the other, and if the they're not willing to ever admit they're wrong in their mind, they're right and you're wrong because you admitted that maybe you, you were wrong about one point. Lisa, you just got 10 points for Gryffindor, by the way. Why? Andrea in the uh, Facebook chat says, I agree with Lisa. 10 points for Gryffindor. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um... Also, Buzz, have you heard about Herman Cain? He's back from the dead. Yeah, Herman Cain, who passed away a couple <laughs> weeks ago, uh, just posted about uh, Joe Biden picking Kamala Harris as his running mate. And I just love everybody. They're like, aren't you dead? <laughs> did he have that ready to go? Or is there somebody uh, running or curating his, his social media for him? How could a dead man post so about something I, that just happened this week? I think someone in his camp still has the credentials, like can get into his Twitter. So because now the name has changed to the Kane gang. 
instead of just Herman Cain. So they're kind of making it as it's someone who is tweeting on his behalf. Death is not going to stop Herman Cain from (laughs) posting about the things that killed him. Yeah, exactly. But I just love it because like a bunch of celebrities are writing back like, aren't you dead? (laughs) And then they finally switch the name. Um, you know, this is, uh, Augustine and, and, uh, I know Augustine, so he'll, he, he might hold on for us, uh, real quick. Let me just, uh, stick a pin in this, but, uh, Padilla in the chat wants to know Lisa, why we're refusing to cover the story about a five-year-old boy who was shot, uh, by an African-American man. We're not refusing to talk about it. I was... And does it matter whether editing he was African American or not? I was editing nipples for the two hours this morning. To okay. Padilla, it seems to really matter that this tragic thing, that the, the race of the people involved in it, is the biggest issue Here, to him. Well, here's the the headline on CNN: Twenty five year old man has been charged in the shooting death of five year old Canon Hinant. Yeah, says nothing about race. Whoa, CNN is actually reporting about Wait, it? So so Padilla <gasps> wants to know, when is Lisa going to report the five-year-old killed by the African-American man? So clearly to Padilla, race the important thing about yeah. this is the, is the race. So, you know, I don't want to be accused of being afraid to talk about anything. I mean, Lisa said that, uh, you know, the she, she let us know before she began the news that it was going to slap together because she's been trying to get these boobs up. Uh, <laughs> not we her, have priorities. Not, hers, not, hers. not her boobs. No, 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 definitely yeah. not. Uh, but no, I was trying to, because we technically have to put two different articles a day up. And so I finished this yesterday and I thought, okay, perfect. And I'll publish in the morning. Yeah, get them boobs going. Published this morning and the entire, the whole thing wasn't showing up. So, All right, so I had to fix yeah, it. <laughs> listen, nobody's afraid to talk about this. What I'm concerned about though, and I say this to Padilla who listens every day, he's in the chat every day. Why, why is the race the most important thing? Mm-hmm. A five-year-old was killed by an adult That's... in his front yard for no reason. If you want to talk about the race of the people yeah. involved, he... sure, that might he's come still in. He's a monster. The, yeah, he's a monster. But I think a lot of people are saying, why is this not as big a deal as the George Floyd I think because if the races thing? were reversed, it might be a bigger story. If it had been a white a neighbor white who guy... killed a five-year-old... No, it would still be an adult killing a child. I'm just saying. I'm saying that that is probably their point. Uh, All right, so fine, we'll talk about it. Padilla's never called in, if or not that I know of. But if you want to call in, uh, please do that. Here's our number. It's eight four four three zero five six two one zero. It's like the the whole thing has been an accusation that we're not talking about this, so that we're guilty by our silence in some way. Mm Lisa was trying to get your boobs on the uh, computer, people. Mm-hmm. That was the main yeah, thing. Yeah, so the next time we have boob pictures, Lisa, by all means, do the stories Padilla wants, and everybody can blame him that the boobs no don't boobs. go up. For no boobs. Okay. By the way, the boobs are only at klaq.com. We don't have them at buzzadamshow.com. So I'm no matter sorry. what radio station you're listening to, if you want to see those Sturgis pics, and there's a bunch of them, go I to klaq.com. I have stumped corporate. They can't figure out what's going on. All right, so. well, make sure it gets straightened out by the time I get back, okay? <laughs> okay. All kinds of viruses coming out of Sturgis. It's the Buzz. Adam's Morning Show Podcast. All right, we've got plenty of uh, things that we want to get to, uh, but we do have a call, and as I've said uh, before, we we really prioritize when people call in live to the show. And the only reason I left Augustine on hold is because, well, I know Augustine. I know he's cool. <laughs> he wouldn't mind. Hi, Augustine. Hey, Bob. Good morning, and good morning, everybody. That's 
I just wanted to say one thing yep. uh, really quick, and, and, and Lisa was talking about that. People post things online, and they stand by their guns. And, and that's good and dandy, but sometimes people and technology don't mix. And Google is a great thing, but Google has also become a portrayer of falsehoods, if I can say that in a CNN you can way. You can do a Google that, search and a, yeah, and find something to back out, back up whatever cockamamie idea you have. It's what you exactly. need to know is and, as and, is and, be able to vet your sources. Like when when uh, like know what a reliable source is and what a reliable source isn't. Exactly, and, and you're complete. And, and you had, and I follow you on on, on Facebook, Buzz, and, and you've been especially funny the last two weeks. <laughs> I've been especially <laughs> funny. Did you say that? especially funny, oh, yeah. Augustine? Yes, yes, because. Oh, you had some very good points, but you have you have some very big detractors on there that that even if you tell them facts, they outright con- contradict you and post these bogus websites that you know that that feed their points. So, what do you think, Buzz? Is it? I call it the Facebook culture where we're just so lazy we don't do any research. Or is it just people being uh, uh, politically correct? Of, uh, the, the, I don't know where to find a, a certain word that is right behind everybody. So, um, you know, you have some people on there that, that will just contradict anything you say, even if it's meant to be satirical. Well, some people are trolling. Well, so I mean, there, there are some people that are trolls. Well, we do it five hours a day, so live. <laughs> I, I would say that you know before the internet if somebody had some kind of cockamamie conspiracy theory or wore a tinfoil hat they were kind of an island you know they would probably find it hard to find other people who would agree with them but with the internet and i think the internet's a great thing but you can find a community of like-minded people for any kind of non-fact-based fantastical false narrative you can find people who are going to agree with you. And then when you start communicating with those people, you get in what's called an echo chamber. And you suddenly start thinking, oh, we're the ones who are right. Look at all these people who agree with me. And it's very hard to get yourself out of that, I guess, once you get into it. Yeah, and and, and, and that group think that's dangerous because that's when... That's when, uh, unfortunately, when idiots have a voice, they uh, they can really exploit it. But, I don't uh, think you have to be an. You know, I, I know that that's. Uh, it feels good to to call people idiots, but I, I think smart people and sometimes educated people. We aren't taught. You went to? Did you go to school in U.S. or Mexico, Augustine? No, I'm a YouTube graduate, so I don't know if I'm educated. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, in our public education in America, we weren't really taught how to think and how to analyze data. We, or I was anyway, was mostly taught. Well, here's the stuff you need to learn to pass the test or to go to the next grade. If you read it, it's true. Yeah, and so, that's the problem with the internet. It and, doesn't necessarily mean it's true. I could do a blog right now. And just make something up. I could even put this is satirical in it. There would probably be somebody out there who would like put two and two together and connect dots and do all this other stuff 
and believe it somehow. All right. Well, uh, Buzz Adams, really a woman. Augustine, uh, well, now I'm going to have to deal with that later on social media. Thanks. It's .org. .org. Uh, thank you for following me. And I, I, I really haven't posted anything on Facebook for, for a week or so, so maybe I need to get back at it. Yeah, and good that you think he's funny, too. funniest thing ever. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, Augustine. We'll talk to you soon. All right. So, see, somebody thinks you're funny. <laughs> Look, a lot of people think I'm funny. I was cracking you up last night. I vaguely recall. Oh, that sounds dirty. Sweet. <laughs> you too. Right, I was cracking you up. Stop it. Stop you it know his mama listens. Yeah. She already has concerns. So yeah. uh, one of our listeners who's, uh, yeah, I can tell by the way he posts, he's very much on the, on the right. He's very much part of the MAGA crowd. That's fine. Yo, what's happening? In he the wants chat? to know why you're <laughs> no, not, why right? we're not talking about the five-year-old boy who was shot. Um, okay, well, let's do it. Police have charged a 25-year-old man with first-degree murder after they say he shot and killed a five-year-old boy last week. Oh, someone was charged in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Well, the dad Look walked out, and the guy it was his neighbor, and he was there with the gun in his hand. I mean, it was a real smoking smoking gun case. So the neighbor. Uh, was standing there with the gun in his hand when when the kids when the five year old's dad came outside. All right, he's got a, a picture of the of the man who did the shooting or is accused of doing the shooting. He doesn't he doesn't look right there. I mean, mm-hmm. just from the photo, when you can tell there's something off about somebody. So I guess the implication here is that because the murderer or the accused murderer is African American, and the the child was white. That somehow we're we're playing some kind of racial favorites here or something. Uh, I think this story has really gone viral because because of that narrative that's being pushed. Watch the the fake news media isn't going to cover this story because it makes a, a black man look bad. I'm reading this from CNN.com, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what do you expect my reaction to be? That's horrible. Monster. I hope he's he's a monster. Whether he's got mental problems or whatever is going on, he needs to be punished to the full extent of the law, whatever that is, in his state and locality. Mm -hmm. Did you think I was going to defend him? I mean, come on. What what were you thinking I was going to say when you bring this up? Of course, it's awful. But I think, uh, Brandon, you were saying people are trying to equate this to, they're trying to point out some hypocrisy that... You know, so many people protested they're over comparing, George Floyd. Yeah, they're comparing it to George Floyd. And one of the posts that I'm seeing frequently, this is, comes from somebody's page. It says, George Floyd was a 46-year-old felon high on fentanyl, and he got four televised funerals and 70 days of riots. What does five-year-old Cannon Hennant get? Well, the, the, the guy who shot him was arrested right away. It wasn't like he was... Uh, you know, allowed to continue on his job for a couple of weeks or put on suspension. I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. there's a big difference between uh, an act of violence. Senseless murder. And senseless violence. I, I think you're missing a big part of the story is that with the George Floyd, it was the police. You know, the people who have the right to stop you. Serve the people and who protect, have the, the, right? The people Isn't who, that, uh, right. the motto? And the history of systemic racism, you know, that comes from them. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not... Worse. I mean, I can't think of anything worse than just randomly shooting a, a little boy or a little girl or anything that's playing in their yard. I mean, that's about it's as senseless. Well as it it's gets. literally senseless. Um, and I'll grant you that this story has not 
you know, been in the headlines as much as George Floyd. But you also have to grant that there's an issue here of police treatment. You know, we give a lot of power to police. They, a doctor can't pull you over and make you stop and answer questions. A lawyer can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, a policeman can. Although so, doctors do have licenses and police officers for some reason don't. And this isn't just trash the police. I'm just saying we, we put a lot of power and a lot of trust in police officers. So when the story is, hey, you know, this police officer, we got video evidence of it here. I, I just think that the idea that, oh, you're not talking about this story because it's a, a black guy is trying to beat a drum that that doesn't need to be beat. There's nobody that's pro this guy who shot a five-year-old. Yeah, but There's nobody who's on his side. Exactly, but there's always going to be people that are going to say whatever we're talking about is... Why aren't you talking about this? It's called whataboutism. Yeah. On Twitter, someone called me out like, oh, I hope they get your vote when you run for city council, all the police department, because you're so pro-cop. I was like, when was I running for city council? Somebody on Twitter said you were running for city council? Yeah, I was like, oh. Are you running? No. You want to? Do you want to make an I don't even want to run anywhere. Like, yeah. I'll be your <laughs> I campaign I want to run manager. in general. Cardio sounds terrible. She was exhausted just from getting boob pictures from Sturgis yes, up on the website. That was already <laughs> She was breathing heavy. Yeah. Hey, Padilla responded to you, by the way. Yeah. Would you say it was race-related, Buzz, because when a white cop kills a black man, it's automatically because the cop is racist? No, because there were other races of cops that were there. There was one black cop that was there. He lost his job. There was an Asian-American cop. Uh, that was there. It's it's police violence, Padilla. That's the problem. The officer, the lead officer, was uh, was the uh, Caucasian officer. But listen, they didn't give a pass to these other officers because because they were minorities or people or color or whatever you want to say. No, I, I think Padilla, you've really got. You're coming from a place where you see everything in terms of black versus white, literally, mm-hmm. like black people versus white people. And and I think that's a shortcoming of yours, and I think it's a failing. And I think, really, in a case like this, you should be looking at yourself and why you respond to this story in the way you do and uh, what informs your opinions. Just a suggestion. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I uh, appreciate the uh, phone calls we've got. We've been, you know, fairly busy with the phones, and we always appreciate that. Toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210, 844-305-6210. Also, all of our uh, chatters, we got a regular group there that are like every day, you know, I feel like I know uh, a lot of our people in the chat. That's over on Facebook. You can uh, see what's going on in the chat. If you're feeling really brave, you can you can jump into the fray. And you can also see what's happening in the studio, too. All that at Facebook. Just find Buzz Adams Morning Show on Facebook and click on today's uh, video. Uh, you ready for some entertainment news? Joanna Barba keeps her eye on what's happening in Hollywood, the music business, and all around Entertainment. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning, Buzz. Yes, ma'am. As if there weren't already enough plot twists when it comes to the upcoming season of The Bachelorette. Word on the street now is that JoJo Fletcher will be taking over for longtime host Chris Harrison, only temporarily, though. 
A source says Harrison will have to take a step back from his role in order to quarantine after leaving set to drop his son off at college in Texas. The insider explained that the moment he got back, Chris was told that he was he could not set foot back on set until he went through another 14-day quarantine. The show's contestants and crew all had to quarantine on the property for 14 days prior to the cameras rolling. But it didn't dawn on Chris that he'd have to do it all over again if he simply left to take his kid to college. What? That's dumb on his part. He should have known. I guess he was like, I'm going to risk it. Well, I, I understand why he left. Like, that's understandable. You want to, But the fact that you you left a contained environment and went out into the world and you went to Texas and then you went back, you don't think that they're going to be like, hey, you need to re-quarantine again. Maybe I'm going to watch this season. It's not out yet, right? No. no. Like, this is all but happening. a lot has happened already. Because mm-hmm. remember, so this started with they had a set of guys they chose. They were going to, they started filming with the the hairstylist. I forgot her name right now. Claire or something. And um, then the pandemic happened. So they did shut down shooting. And then once they restarted, some of the guys weren't available. So they ended up having to recast the show. Then they had them quarantined for 14 days. Then the chick decided she already fell in love with someone. So she wants out. I wonder if they're going to include that in the show or not. The The fact that she started seeing people right. and then she's like, hey, you know what? I like this. I, I would watch for that. But and then now they have a new bachelorette and I think some new guys are involved. And then, um, yeah, now this it's going to be and interesting. Now this. Well, as for when Harrison will return, the insider revealed that he'll be back in time for the last few shows. It's been a few years since Anthony Michael Hall freaked out on anyone, but 2020 has a way of turning us all into our worst selves. On Wednesday afternoon, Anthony lost his cool with some people at the South Congress Hotel Pool in Austin, Texas. Witnesses say that he was blasting his music from a portable speaker and drinking from a jug of something and (laughs) generally just being rude and obnoxious. Um, So we got a little bit of the audio here uh, that's Mm -hmm. going on. Anthony Michael Hall... uh, the people talked to TMZ. They said that he was being loud. They asked him to tone it down, and this is uh, what they got from Anthony Michael Hall. Oh. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I don't know who his mother is. Apparently his German? father's from Germany. Or the German father. That's probably, that's probably who he's talking to. Like a couple and this old – it sounded like an old lady gasping. No, I think guys, from the video, it looked like they were young people. Oh, like younger than Anthony Michael Hall. Okay, so eventually uh, a guy gets is in the pool and he's getting between Michael Anthony Hall and and the people that he's arguing with, and I believe this is his assistant. <laughs> mm. <laughs> These people are disrespectful. So, uh, just uh, a quick uh, career retrospective: Anthony Michael Hall, as a kid, was the the go to geek for eighties comedies. 16 Candles, mm-hmm. Weird Science. Breakfast uh, Club. Breakfast Club is a great example. It was Rusty Griswold. Then he got a little older. He kind of filled out. And he started playing like the star quarterback in uh, 
was it Johnny B. Good? Was that the name of the movie where he was the star quarterback? And everybody was like, "Oh wow, look, Michael Anthony Hall's not the not the little dweeb anymore." Is that the one where he t- touches items and he can see the dead people? No, I'm getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years pass, and Anthony Michael Hall comes back. He's he's in Edward Scissorhands, and he's oh, like this know. roided out, like the jerk he's boyfriend. The bad guy. And it's like, not only is he the bad guy, but he's been working out mm-hmm. with a needle, probably, but he's been working out. <laughs> then he's gone for like a decade. What's Anthony Michael Hall doing? And then he, he gets on this. He his journalism degree so he could be in the dark night. <laughs> ah, yeah. he, oh. he ends up being on The Dead Zone, which was a TV series based on the Stephen King novel. And was that good. was a popular show. Yeah. And then he was in Dark Knight, and now he's going off on these people at a pool in Austin. So. Now he's calling people Rosie O'Donnell. Okay, jo- Joanne, <laughs> yeah. if you're going to be Buzz's assistant, how would you have handled that situation? If it was Buzz going off, going going off on some... Let's get out of that pool now! See, see, you wouldn't have been in the pool with me. No, I would have been right there. Get out of this pool From now! Side, just grabbing the skimmer. From the side, to... just hitting him with the skimmer? Yeah. Oh, and how would you have Poking handled him? It? Stop it. I we should do an apprentice. And find out who's going to be my paid assistant. I would have said, Buzz, there are boobs somewhere else in the hotel. What? <laughs> I would just leave a little trail of Lunesta, and it would lead out of the pool. And then I'd just let him munch it until he ended up in the cabana, and then he'd fall asleep. Like stuck in Lunesta. some Snickers or peanut butter? Yeah. Not even. It would just say Lunesta, and then just a little pill. All right, you all if suck. He the, if he did the boobs thing, he would have been like, you know how cartoons, like when they're in water and they jump out, and they're able to like walk on water because they're moving so damn fast? That would have been Buzz. Anyway, after the video went viral, Anthony apologized in a statement. He called the whole thing a misunderstanding and added that he was deeply sorry for his words and actions and asked for forgiveness from anyone he may have offended. And finally, 2020 has sparked intense debate and discovery about commonplace phrases and products that have racist origins, such as the beloved jingle used by ice cream trucks everywhere. Now rapper Riza is doing something about it. Good Humor announced on Thursday that they teamed up with the Wu-Tang member to create a new jingle free of negative connotations. Uh, All right, so I found out a lot. First of all, I found out that the Ice Cream Truck song had lyrics at some point. Oh, Mm -hmm. interesting. Okay. This is the song that we're talking about, just uh, for reference sake. No, 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 no. I actually knew that that was called Turkey in the Straw, but I I didn't know it had had lyrics. No. So I guess uh, the lyrics to this song mm-hmm. uh, are, are pretty patently uh, Really? They're racist. not light and airy and, and fun and happy? Well, there's a version of it. Do do your ears hang low? Do they wobble, wobble to, to and fro? Yeah. Can you throw them over your shoulder? Can you tie them in a bu-? They're different versions no, of it. Can you throw them over your shoulder like a military soldier? Oh. Okay. Remix. Well, you've heard your version. I've heard my version. But apparently <laughs> yeah, there was ours, a version ours, that was ours really racist. talking about ears either. Uh, so here's Riza talking. <laughs> yeah! Alright. Alright, the melody was popularized in minstrel shows, and some adaptations had racist lyrics. All right, so do you want to hear what the RZA came up with? Yeah. Hell yeah. By the way, 
the good humor man, all the ice cream trucks I see around look like it's just a guy who's converted a van mm-hmm. and he's selling ice cream out of a side window. Like none of them look like they're a part of a larger corporate structure, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're also selling Mexican candies under the table. So. Sure. So <laughs> this is uh, what the RZA came up with. Wait till the bass yeah. drops. Wait till the bass yeah. drops. Drop that bass, yeah. DJ. Yeah, I'd oh. go after that. Yeah, it slaps. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd be like, Still think it was my cousin. Slapping the bass, man. With the hydraulics. <laughs> I'd be like, yo. Well, Good Humor is now calling on all drivers to stop playing jerky in the straw immediately and to just ensure their, that. Just their drivers or everybody? Like drivers. independent contractors. All drivers. Ice cream truck drivers. Okay. To ensure that they get it. We have cruising around town. They've released the song as a free download so that every Woo. ice cream truck can use. All of our ice cream trucks look like the vans you specifically tell your kids to stay away like from. Those are like the best ones. <laughs> Those are the. Goes to say, isn't there a rap song though that uses that? Yeah. Rizzi do your chain hang low? Do, do it wobble, wobble to the floor? Yeah. 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 There's a rap song. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. That's the ice cream truck song that the RZA from Wu-Tang Clan wrote. And we are getting some uh, added information from people who know uh, the genre better than I do, I guess. Michael says it's a throwback to the 1995 Raekwon hit Ice Cream, also produced by RZA. So I guess this, this was a song that already existed. I guess. Julian says, I always heard the ice cream. Is that cream the direct f- one from Raekwon? It's news to me. Uh, Raekwon was never really my favorite. <laughs> no. Ghostface killer. No, I was more of a Method Man guy. Uh, Julian says, I always heard the ice cream song as, does your chain hang low? Yes. Yeah, some other people are saying that it's a Raekwon song. Uh, Nick says, just use Van Halen's Ice Cream Man. Then Isaac brings up something that's got a bunch of thumbs up. This is all over on our Facebook uh, stream, by the way, guys. Which is still just a pain in the ass at this point, man. The the Facebook stream? Yeah, the the whatever they did with their algorithms and their and their adjusting of oh, things. The oh, like the new comments don't yeah, show up. Yeah, you need to constantly be okay. refreshing it. And let me take a sidetrack here just for a second. Are people not seeing my comments? Because nobody gives me a thumbs up anymore. <laughs> okay, thumbs so up all the time. There, I don't get any thumbs up. He was so upset earlier when he was making comments and nobody was giving him acknowledgement. It's been going on for weeks. And I wasn't comments. Anthony Michael Hall upset. I was just like, what's what's going on that nobody gives me a thumbs up? Well, no, a, I mean, a, or a hard Anthony hug Michael or Hall anything. Was on a, a whole level of his own. <laughs> Isaac says, in addition to. To ice cream trucks, I wish there were beer trucks or grocery or dinner trucks. And then uh, Melissa, who's regular every day, uh, Melissa, we appreciate you, said that would be cool. A truck driving by on a Friday or Saturday night and you could say, yeah, let me get a pack of beer, a bottle of Stella Rosa, some snacks and a lottery ticket. Yeah. How about an alcohol truck? That you could just go out and get mixed, like a mobile bar that <laughs> just went through your neighborhood. Alcohol delivery is legal in Texas now, man. Yeah, it's but just a few steps away, I think. I'm talking about the truck 
for adults that actually plays music and you could go out there and, right. and so get I a looked gin and into tonic this. or whatever. I looked into this because yeah. I thought about it as a business opportunity. Yeah. So it turns out you need the liquor license actually needs to be registered to a brick and mortar store. Because we did see this in California. There was a, a taco truck that made the news um, national headlines because they turned into a taco margarita truck. And they were selling. And then when I actually contacted the taco truck to ask him, okay, how did you do this? Like legally, what were the steps with the um, alcohol board? And they wrote back to me. They're like, dude, we're not like traveling around with music playing and just giving out margaritas. They're like, we legally can't do that. Um, So what they do is they operate out of a brick and mortar store. And it's basically like alcohol delivery. So you order to the store and then they go and drive and drop it off to you. But haven't there been food trucks at some of our events that sell sell alcohol out of the food truck? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, It's been so long since we had an event, I'm trying to remember. Well, I mean, we definitely have like beer booths where people sell it out of a tent. That's not a brick and mortar thing. That's right? out of a, but that's you. So we actually purchase that alcohol. So how do you not know this? You work here. Um, so the company. No, I don't get out there and serve the alcohol. So, well, actually, I had before. Yeah, so. we purchase that alcohol and then we sell it. So we're the ones that are offering it. Or like if it's somewhere that there's like the convention center or something like that, they're the ones that purchase the alcohol and then they sell it. So, um, but no, so in the state of Texas with the liquor board, you would have to have it registered and team up with a restaurant or someone that is a brick and mortar store that does sell alcohol. And then from there, it would be like an alcohol delivery. Like you can't just drive around and just serve margaritas. They would technically have to order from the store and then you could sell it to them. Does that make sense? You know what song would play, right? What? If they were moving around. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I hardcore looked into this because right when the pandemic started, that was my first idea. I was like, I'm making a mobile margarita truck and I'm going to make this happen. And when I actually did talk to them, they explained to me the rules. Yeah, I think we need a test case. Has anybody actually done it? Like got a truck up and running and serving mixed drinks out of the back of a truck? Um, You do that and let me know if you get arrested. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm also going to go through, I, I'd said a couple of weeks ago that, that I hadn't added any friends on, on Facebook in a long time because I had topped out at 5,000. They capped it. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody says, we'll get a fan page. I tried that. It's just not the same, you know? So I, I got a lot of requests for friends after I said, look, if you make a friend request and you specifically say, hey, I'm a listener and I, I, you know, I really want to follow you on Facebook, I'll friend you. Because You're nice I'm not at 5,000 anymore. Like I, there, I had to unfriend some people just mostly over, you know, putting blatantly fake things about, about the pandemic. I mean, it, some people where it was every day, 24 hours a day, there was some post that was just misinformation. And it's just like, man, that for some reason, Facebook thinks this is what I want to show up on my timeline. It was just choking out good information uh anyway i got a few open spots but i haven't been through those uh but i've started going through them so people who've requested like hey buzz like i'm not a bot i'm a real you know listener Uh, i've been going through and trying to make some headway hot chicks after they say they're not a bot as well no you know i i really try not to base things on 
uh, gender okay. or hot. I mean, they'd have mm. to be really hot. I mean, it would have to show up <gasps> right away. Joanna, let's make a fake profile. Nah, I'll see. Joanna, let's do it. We'll talk later. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> we could totally do that. Well, this. I'm going to have a few days off, so I think I'm going to go through and, and everybody who said like a personalized you know, just hey, this is an actual friend request from an actual person. I, I'm going to go through and friend as many of those as I can. So I'll, right. I'll get to that. Facebook, put in. Oh no, I can't put buzzes. Darn it! My first thought was enter email address buzz at <laughs> Haven't you ever got a friend request from a from like a really for, for a guy from a sexy girl, and it's like you can tell that it's a, like a catfishing or some kind of fake thing. Oh, we get them too. I get them oh, too. Do you get yeah. them too? Oh yeah. I thought maybe only guys got them. No, and you know what? Because I really one, I really don't use my Facebook to be honest. Uh, I I use it because uh, I use it more for family, so like cousins, aunts, uncles, uh, things like that. So I don't really use it. So I have in my friend requests, I think like uh, gosh, like a thousand, and I just don't, so don't please don't add me on Facebook. I I talk to my mother and that's it. Um, but when I first started out, I just friend everybody. It's like every request that came in, friend, 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 friend. Mm-hmm. But you know, like when when you friend somebody and they're in Zimbabwe and you've got zero mutual friends, you just wonder: eh, is this person taking up space? You know, that could be an actual listener, or what exactly? Is I don't know. Going on Early at five a.m., we get a lot of people from other countries that are listening. We do. That is true. So it could be. Uh... A listener that, you know, is dedicated. They just live in a different country. Yeah, but also when it's like, like a like a super hot glamour shot, almost oh, it's yeah, like, then. nah, there's some kind of something uh, janky going on here. You can meet your future wife on there, man. <laughs> Think about how many people on 90 Day sure. Fiance met. met through Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you have the ones who obviously they're like that one weird guy who went to the Ukraine. The oh, dude that had the toupee. He met her. David, yeah. He met her. I mean, that was a thing where it's like, there is no way this woman actually exists. And then does. I think the makers of 90 Day Fiance said, all right, listen, we've got to track down whoever, you know, this is obviously catfishing and they use this woman's photo, but just because what it would do for, for our ratings, we got to track her down and have her meet up with this dodo. Mm-hmm. And that's how they ended the one episode was like, she literally, like it's her in the distance walking up. Next week on 90 Day Fiance. Speaking of TV, we got some reminders. And in fact, there is going to be a new addition to the 90 Day Fiance verse. Oh. Coming up on Sunday. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, no. What is it? Why are you not excited? Hold on. It's the. I'm done with these two. Yeah. Oh. Wait till. I'll get to it. I'm invested now. Uh, today on Amazon, if you got Amazon, the series premiere of World's Toughest Race Eco Challenge Fiji. This is Bear Grylls hosting an 11-day global race. 66 teams compete with map and compass to cross hundreds of miles of rugged terrain. Is it a vehicle race or on foot, I wonder? Today on Netflix, <laughs> the series premiere of Teenage Bounty Hunters. A quirky crime drama about twin sisters who juggle high school and bounty bounty hunting. On CBS tonight, first season finale of the greatest hashtag at home videos. Sunday on HBO, I'm interested in this. I'm going to think I'm going to set it to record on HBO. The series premiere of Lovecraft Country. 
Ooh, have you seen good. the previews for that? Mm-hmm. Stars Jonathan Majors, Journey Smollett, or Smollett, and Courtney B. Vance as friends trying to survive a road trip through the racist 1950s while fighting monsters. So Lovecraft is is H.P. Lovecraft, the whole Cthulhu mythology mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The cast is is black, and it's going to have you know racial issues. Uh, from the 1950s, but H.P. Lovecraft was like... And Jordan Peele worked on this. H.P. Lovecraft himself was very racist. Like, unabashedly uh, racist. And Sunday on TLC, the series premiere of Darcy and Stacy. Oh. It's a reality show for this. about yeah. two blonde twins struggling with their toxic relationships. Well, here's one, here's one thing. If every relationship you're in is toxic, maybe you're the toxic one. Yep. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and defend, oh, what was the Swedish guy's name? Um, ah, crap. Eric? Jesse. 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 I'm not going to defend Jesse, but come on, every or Tom, but every relationship you're in. Tom was like, a pretty cool dude. Yeah, con- Tom was he pretty chill. Was, like, he kind of two-timed a little bit there, so. Oh, whatever. Uh, these girls are twins, and they're doing this thing where they're getting so much plastic surgery, but they're coordinating it, so mm-hmm. they remain twins. It's like ninety so percent of their body is made out of silicone at this point, but but they still look like each other, Ugh. like the the hideous monster version of each other that they're becoming. But that's when I started fast forwarding through, you know, on Ninety Day Fiance. Like if I saw that it was going to yeah. be Darcy. Yeah, but see, and that's the interesting thing. Fast when, forward when right I, through that. When I saw that that was becoming its own show, I was like, dude, buzz fast forwards through those clips and they're going to try to make a show out of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not everybody. I guess there are plenty of people well, that can't get enough Darcy and Stacy. It's enough that we're not even going to tune it in, I don't think. You and your because wife. No. And there's too much other stuff. What if she changes her mind and says, you know what? I really want to watch it. I really want you to watch it with me. Yeah, she'll watch it on her own. <laughs> you won't watch it with her? No. Uh-oh. It doesn't interest Trouble it- in paradise? <laughs> no. Trouble in the thirty, the 90-day paradise. Yeah, there's, there's five other 90-day fiancé shows that we'll be watching. And I'm telling you, you're missing some good stuff, man. We got a post over at klaq.com, buzzadamshow.com, about AMC Theater's opening. So good news and bad news. Joanna, this was your post. You want to tell us uh, what's going on with AMC Theater's? Yeah. So here in El Paso, they'll be opening up on August 27th. That means tickets are going to be 15 cents? Unfortunately Uh. not. That 15 cent offer is only available for the opening day of August 20th. So they'll be opening up elsewhere on August 20th. All right, if you are in a place where your AMC theater is going to open on August 20th, the tickets are going to be 15 cents. And they say mm-hmm. they want to give 1920 prices in 2020. But are these going to be new movies or are these going to be like movies from the 80s or So, some of them will be classics and I'm not sure what Are they going to be talkies at least? Twen- I don't know what opens up on the 20th. Of August. I see what they're doing. But they're opening up in time for other movies like The New Mutants, uh, Bill and Ted, and Tenet, especially. Are they going to social distance? I mean, yes, by, by 15 cent tickets, to... it sounds like you're trying to pack the place out, you know, and, and kind of get people in. Trying to enti- I think they're just trying to entice people to come. Right, because, I mean, you're still going to want to get popcorn, which they're also having deals at concessions. So it's like $5 popcorns, $5 drinks. Those aren't 1920 prices, though. No. My dad always tells me about going to the theater when he was a kid. Like, he told me this story when I was growing up a hundred times. It's like, uh, 
The movie cost a dime, and the popcorn cost a nickel. And you could stay in the theater all day because they'd show like newsreels and comedies and cartoons, and then you'd have the main feature. And mm-hmm. I don't know, you made it sound like a like a wonderful time <laughs> to be going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but if you are in a town and your AMC theater is going to open on the twentieth, you can see uh, movies for fifteen cents. It turns out it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Did uh, did we find out what's going on with Herman Cain, who died two weeks ago? Uh, Tweeting out, yeah, it's about like a group of people who, like his staff, <clears throat> I believe, the Kane Gang. Okay, because uh, Herman Kane passed away from COVID nineteen, which he most likely got at the Trump rally in Tulsa, and he had a tweet. He had a take on Joe Biden's pick for vice president, Kamala Harris. The, the interesting part was not the take. It was that a, a dead man was was tweeting about something that had happened after he died. So somebody's running his or curating his. Was it Twitter or Facebook? What was it? I think it's Twitter. That's going to become more and more a thing. What happens when somebody passes away? Because I, I I notice friends that I that I know personally, and I'll come across their Facebook and somebody's doing, you know, somebody's keeping it up because on their birthday, like they might get messages and stuff. And I guess that's going to be a big thing. Like if somebody's a big social media influencer and they pass away, whoever, somebody might, it might be included in their will. You get my social media page, which you keep running, or maybe it's just like, they're going to sell the rights to something like, like musicians who've died. It's a weird thing to think about that somebody might be. Yeah, I, I specialize in running dead celebrities' social media pages, or maybe this has been going on all along, and I I'm just not aware of it. Let me give you a scenario. Uh, this guy's getting workman's comp. Tell me if you think he deserves workman's comp. Forty uh, seven year old guy worked for a conservative Christian organization in Australia. Okay. Uh, Michael Bowker, 47, worked as an office manager for Family Voice Australia, which is a a conservative Christian uh, family positive uh, organization. Back in 2016, he had a stroke at the office, which is kind of a pun because he he was also watching a lot of uh, pornography on his computer at work. He literally had, had a stroke. A stroke. Yeah, strokes. he had several, but he had a, an actual oh. stroke and ended up in the hospital for three months. His company, which I repeat again, was a conservative Christian organization called Family Voice Australia, did not want to give him workman's comp for many reasons. Uh, but he he said that he he was owed it. And they were in front of an employment board this week. So this this happened in 2016 but it's finally in front of an employee you know kind of like a like an arbiter you know instead of going to a court it goes in in front of an employment board and the parties agreed to to go by whatever the employment board Uh, Mr. Bowker the man who had the stroke argued that the company had created such a stressful environment that it drove him toward pornography which contributed to his stroke (laughs) i know contributed to a lot of them 
All right, before I tell you what the uh, employment board decided, let me ask first of all, has anybody seen this story already? No. No. Okay. No. What do you think? Does this guy deserve his workman's comp? Did no. they know what kind of porn? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could make Was a it difference. like dingoes and kangaroos? <sighs> I, I no, it doesn't say. I, I would assume if it were anything really out of the ordinary, they they might have they might have mentioned that in the story, but they didn't. So uh, it doesn't sound like it was any kind of illegal porn, okay. if that's what you're asking about. Mm-hmm. But he said that it was such a stressful environment working for this uh, conservative Christian organization that it contributed to him it drove him to the open arms of lady porn oh come on <laughs> well he didn't put it that way i'm just restating the mean, thing i said earlier that's the argument that yeah yeah but come was, on and that contributed to his his stroke and <laughs> that it, since it happened in the office stroke. now i guess the the organization's point was well it is definitely against our corporate policy to be accessing pornography on your work computer so uh brandon you uh you vote the guy should get comp or not no mm-hmm. okay lisa but comp. now that i'm saying that i'm guessing he probably did i say right. no you say, say he doesn't deserve it no i say he doesn't deserve it but i'm gonna assume he did get it really yeah the board agreed with uh, mr bowker and ordered Family Dang. Voice Australia to pay him two years worth of workman's comp. Man, I guess it never hurts to ask, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. Here's something that might help if your kids are getting into uh, schoolwork. My kids uh, passed this a couple years back just because, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but I never really had a good... Uh, facility with mathematics that was just never my strong suit. Mm-hmm. Google Lens is an app from Google, and they're adding a new feature this week. It'll allow you to point your camera at complicated math problems, and the app will solve them for you. Oh. And it's basically for parents trying to, to help their kids with homework. I think by the time my my older daughter got in eighth grade she was good at math and it was i think she was taking algebra already in eighth grade and it was already like yeah that's way beyond (laughs) what i'm able to help you with that's pretty incredible huh but does it does it solve it for you or does it show you how it's because like the difference for me is if the you're like, oh, the answer is this. And your kid to ask you, okay, well, how do you do that? You're right. Like, the whole point is you're answer. not supposed to just show them how to use You're supposed to help them work it out. But Yeah. that That's my only concern because I would need to know how I got to that conclusion. Uh, solving, it just says it solves the problem for you. It can solve the problem with nothing but a picture of the equation. And the rollout date for Google Lens has yet to be announced. Um, I guess maybe you could be like, you know what, I'm going to help you with your problem, but why don't you step out of the room for a minute so I can look at this by myself <laughs> and then come back in and I'll help you solve your problem. PETA is taking heat after they put up a billboard that says tofu 
never caused a pandemic. Hmm. I've seen a lot of those what? memes. I've seen a lot of those memes. It's people yeah, who are vegans have, yeah, I've that are that saying, too. yeah, if you didn't if eat you that bat. Eaten a bat. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't eat bats. I mean. Well, no, but no, the, no, the argument is if you mm-hmm. weren't eating an animal, maybe none of this would have happened. And they're saying in general, like the swine flu um, with the coronavirus, things like that. They're, Bird they're, flu. Yeah, bird flu as well. Correct. Um, anything like that. It's all because of people that were eating animals. And so they're saying, you know. Aren't there stories, though, about bad spinach that gets a lot of people sick? Salmonella. <laughs> right? Yeah. The lettuce. Get look, recalls all the time. Look, I'm, I'm going to be very upfront here. I, I, I eat mostly meat uh-huh. and meat byproducts. And you're offended? So I'm going to defend the meat eating position here. Okay. No matter what. Own it. I love it. That's just where I'm coming uh, coming at you from. This is a really interesting Dolly Parton story. She was doing an interview, and she was talking about a lot of things. Oh, this is good. Uh, Do- Dolly Parton. I've always loved Dolly Parton. She speaks her mind. Um, they asked her about the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you want to hear what Dolly thinks about Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. Dolly says, and imagine this in Dolly's. Sweet Southern. Drawl. Why don't you give her a, a little taste? Of I that. understand people having to make themselves known. It, no, because it, 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 it like she's talking about serious stuff. Okay. It sounds like it's mom. <laughs> my mom and Dolly Parton actually don't have a lot in common. <laughs> Dolly said, "I understand people having to make themselves known and felt and seen, and of course, Black Lives Matter." Do we, th- do we think our little white asses are the only ones that matter? No. All right. So that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, Dollywood changed the name of the Dixie Stampede dinner attraction to, the, to Dolly Parton Stampede. Mm-hmm. And they asked her about that. Dolly said, there's such a thing as innocent ignorance. And so many of us are guilty of that. When they said Dixie was an offensive word, I thought, well, I don't want to offend anybody. We'll just call it the stampede. A few other words of wisdom. As soon as you realize that something is a problem, you should fix it. Don't be a dumbass. That's where my heart is. I would never dream of hurting anybody on purpose. Yeah, I mean, look, if somebody tells me that something is very... Uh, offensive to them I may not agree that that it's offensive in the way they but I, I won't do it around them you know it, it's like if, if I when I'm at my mom's house I don't use a dam or a hell or anything mm-hmm. I just I just don't do it you know why it would it would bother her it would be it's we weren't allowed to do it when we were kids and same thing, you know, if I go over to somebody's house and their their thing is you take your shoes off when they go in, I'm not going to not take my shoes off. I'm going to do whatever, you know, makes them comfortable because I'm not an a-hole. I am, but not in that way. All right, listen to this. Back in the 70s, Elvis wanted to do a cover of a little song that Dolly Parton wrote called I Will Always Love You. And that would have been a no-brainer except for one detail. Elvis insisted on splitting the publishing rights, meaning just for singing her song, he would get half of the publishing rights for a song that he did. That was an Elvis thing. Elvis Mm -hmm. didn't really write songs, but sometimes he got the publishing credit. So you might see a song 
attributed to uh, Lieber and Stoller and Elvis or, you know, uh, to some blues artist and Elvis. That was part of the deal. If Elvis was going to record your song, he got essentially a songwriting credit, but really a publishing credit. Well, and the thing is, too, is he actually, when he first went to Dolly, um, he asked for the whole publishing rights. And then when she came back and said no, he said he he was like, okay, fine, half. And she still was like, what, really? Um, she turned him down, and Dolly said, "quote That is that was one of the hardest things I ever had to do, because I loved Elvis." All right. Yeah. No. It, it, the it, Elvis version. It was very smart on her part because I, I think the Whitney song she's made like tens of millions oh, of dollars. The story says that Elvis. Or his estate would have been entitled to half of everything that the the Whitney Houston version mm-hmm. brought in. Uh, this is Ralph, who's called in on the toll free studio line. Hi, Ralph. Hey, uh, hi, man. We're kind of backtracking, but um, about the math calculations, um, I graduated high I graduated high school in two thousand five, and we had calculators that you could just like type in anything. The TI like. Oh, I don't even know TI ninety five. The Texas two. Instruments calculators. Yeah. And yeah, but could you spell boobs upside down? <laughs> on yeah. Oh, beyond that, you oh. could actually you could spell <laughs> boobs with the actual letters. <laughs> yeah. And you could actually make figures. But anyways, what I'm saying is, uh, back then I could type in everything, and then it would give me the answer. And our teachers would knew that. So they would actually make us, like, clear our calculators with everything because we had programs programmed into the computer to give us the answers for everything. Wait, are you talking about a computer or a calculator? It's a calculator, but it it has enough components now. Like, the calculators that kids are using nowadays are so smart. And he's right. Yeah, you can totally save an equation in there. Exactly. And this was, was I guess, quote-unquote, a crappy calculator in the past and now they're even better so mm-hmm. well i think the attraction for have. for parents uh especially like gen x parents is oh, you could just no, point like, the camera at the thing like you don't even have to have the calculator they could they could do my taxes really literally and these were just calcul- like handheld calculators and then now they're even better now were you a good math like, student ralph were you good at it i was and yeah. then I was like, and then when I found out I could do it on the calculator, I was like, why am I even learning now? <laughs> I was so bad at math that, like, I was supposed to have taken another year of math in high school, and I just didn't. So I, I, I'm always afraid one day they're going to show up and revoke my high school diploma because I didn't take, like, the, jeez, uh, I don't know, Algebra 2 or whatever. <laughs> but no, I, I, get, I understand what you're saying. Well, what I'm trying to tell you is um, nowadays, like, the calculators are doing everything for you, and they are. But these, like, the actual calculators that the kids are using in school do everything more for you, more than more. So then it's kind of confusing. I heard what you said, and what, what I'm calling for is to tell you that this was happening in 2003, 2004, 2005. And here we are, 2020, and it's better than better than that yeah all right well thank you ralph i appreciate you calling cool thank you buzz bye i, I when i realized how un, how bad i was at, at math i just decided you know what maybe i won't need it like i'll just mm-hmm. cross my fingers and maybe once you know they say you're going to need it later maybe i won't need it so you know what i found out when i was a grown-up right mm-hmm. i didn't need it like, yeah I never, 
like yeah. making a making a letter into a number. I never have to do any of that. What a waste of time. <laughs> I'm probably not supposed to say that. <laughs> yeah. Trigonometry is stupid. Yeah, you're wa- <laughs> as far as I can tell, you're wasting your time because I never had to use any of that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Hey, did you notice Deadside in the comments? I haven't seen Deadside in the chat, and he was like one of the original uh, <laughs> of the crew. So, so welcome back, Dead. Didn't you? Didn't you have him in sometimes to be like on the after buzz and stuff? Was he? Was he one of the guys who would come in occasionally and do stuff in the studio with us? He stopped by. Oh, okay. Saw him out at uh, one of the shows as well. It was one of the ones at the plaza. I can't remember what it was, though. Uh, a lot of people are suggesting their own, like, uh, tricks if they got to help their kids with home with math homework and they're not good enough at math. Cry. Chris says, Buzz, you're my hero letting us know about Google Lens. Because <laughs> I suck at math and still not sure if my kids take after me on that part. Uh, Louise says an app called photo math will give you the steps of the equation. So you could take a picture, Mm. but if you could do it, your kid could do it too. Right. Um, yeah, there's a few other suggestions here. It was always so frustrating because my dad is really good at math. And my sister and I both were just not. And he would be like, why don't you understand this? I'm like, I yeah. don't know. Please stop yelling. You know, math kept me from doing really well on my SATs or my ACT. Mm-hmm. Like my, oh, yeah. my score was so much lower on math that I took it again and got a math tutor and did, did you know, nominally better, but not all that much. Mine was the complete opposite. My math carried my entire SAT yeah. score. I gave up on the English stuff because I didn't want to read. I was like, eh. Oh, I loved, I really I loved English. I loved history. I you know, was interested in everything except math just gave, my, gave me brain pain. I think I was in, based on the score, the 98th percentile in math, but it was like way, way bottom like in English. I don't even remember how low it was, but it was pretty low. Because I don't even think I finished it. So I made the comment that I, I gambled on never having to use math as an adult, and the gamble paid off for me. And a, a lot of people are <laughs> are saying the same thing. But there there are certain things that you just can't do if you don't have the math to do it, like advanced in most fields of science. you know. For, so definitely there are some things you need uh, to know math. But if there are now apps and everybody's got a computer like in their pocket, do do people really need to do math? like they used to maybe 30 years ago, you think? Well, you need to understand it. I mean, if you are <laughs> right. going to... If you just have a, a an app work it for you. Yeah, that, that doesn't do anything. because I mean, and obviously, I, I do kind of agree in the sense of how much are you going to need some of this stuff. I do think that it helps with problem solving, mm-hmm. math does. And just because you're not using the exact equations... Uh, or you know, or or what exactly it is they're teaching you? It's you're learning the yeah. lesson of problem solving, which I think is something that needs to really be taught, especially if you do struggle with math. It allows you to find different ways, and it allows you to work towards an answer on something that you don't quite understand. Got a couple of comments. We were talking about Dolly Parton and a recent interview she did. Uh, Chris says Dolly is a saint. 
And uh, Antonio Banderas wants to know, Buzz, would you still do Dolly Parton? Uh, well, look, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what if what? she came up to you and was like, hey, sugar? I, I'd melt. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I've fantasized about you ever since Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Michael in the Facebook chat just brought up Khan Academy. And as an excellent resource, it is. If you've never been to Khan Academy, it covers everything from math to art to science to computer programming. Like, it's it's an amazing resource. Is it, is it free? an app? Yeah, and it's completely free. It's an app. They do have, uh, they do have I, I thought app, it was on it's YouTube. Really, but it's really like it's KhanAcademy.com. Oh, okay. And they have, they do have, their videos are available on YouTube. But when you go through their website, you go through the full lesson plans if you want to. If you just, like my dad has used it where he was dealing with, uh, it was somebody from Europe. And they were trying, like they were pricing something out. And my dad didn't understand how like what pricing model this guy was using so he jumped on Khan Academy and he was able to kind of understand what this guy was doing so that they could work oh. it out better so, and I use Khan Academy all the time K-A-H-N K-H-A-N K-H-A-N yeah it's a great it's a great resource too because especially like, it goes all the way back to like just simple addition and counting so if you have a child in school and you need some help for them, it goes all the way back to that as well.